Is there any nudity in it? Any? Any nudity in it? Not really. Oh. Hey! We're recording the podcast! Shut up! Good morning to you, wherever you are, because it is morning somewhere for February 15th, 2024. My name is Bernie Burns. With me, sitting right over there, is yesterday's news. It's not Valentine's Day anymore. <laughs> Ashley Burns, how you doing, Ash? Uh, you, got a, you got a new Mrs. Fantastic now. I took the hit yesterday for Valentine's Day. <laughs> You mean you went to see a hit? Uh, <laughs> is that what we did? We went and saw a hit. <laughs> we did. We went and saw Argyle yesterday, and we drove. We drove into the big city. We did. We did. We had to go all the way to a city and watch the movie. And I, I had a great time. It is. You did. It was great. You really enjoyed every second of that movie. For for what that movie is, it does all the things that both you would expect it to do and that it ought to do, and. It's just the whole time is just like, oh my God, this is this. They're, they, they're not going to do this, are they? They're going to do this. Oh my God, they're doing this. It's a lot of fun. It is not what you think it is from the trailer necessarily. I will say this there are some characters um, and some talent that seem like they would be uh, fairly prominent in the film that, in fact, are not. Um, so, uh, but they do a good job as well with the trailer, I think of not telling you the whole movie, like 90% of the trailers are from the opening scene. Yeah. There was a rumor going around that they didn't use any footage beyond the first 30 minutes of the film for the trailer, but they did because they did. There's a couple little clips. Like I noticed, I was like, Oh, that, Oh, that shot. Oh, that shot. But not much. The vast majority of it is from the very beginning of the movie. Uh, but it's, uh, it's for me, it was a lot of fun. It's a Matthew Vaughn movie. And I think at this point, you know if you're going to like a Matthew Vaughn movie or not. And also, I should say, you know if you're going to like a current-gen Matthew Vaughn movie. Because I think for a lot of people, and I'm in this category, the early stuff I love and I just haven't really responded to to the later stuff. But well, you it, haven't either because you didn't like the Kingsman prequel. Yeah, so it kind of depends. I like Matthew Vaughn. I would say I enjoy Matthew Vaughn He films. actually made a movie there that are, you like a lot. There are Matthew Vaughn films that, uh, I first of all, um, I didn't know were Matthew Vaughn films yep. that I enjoyed. There's also Matthew Vaughn films that I knew were Matthew Vaughn films that I did not like. So it's not, we're not batting a hundred here. But uh, for the <laughs> most part, I would say that I look at it and I go, okay, I have some idea what to expect. This one I would class as Kingsman crossed with um, the Lost City. You remember that Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that movie, I would say it's it's crossed with that. Yeah, because the author writing the novels and then somehow gets swept into the actual yes. adventure therein. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He made a movie that I don't th- I don't know if you know. He made one of your favorite movies. What is that? Wait, tell me your favorite movie that Matthew Vaughn has made. Kingsman. Nope. Really? Would you be shocked if I told you that he made Stardust? Yes, yeah, I would be absolutely Stardust. shocked. That's a completely different style of filmmaking, but Stardust is an amazing movie. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And you, uh, That cast, by the way, absolutely stacked. Oh, now you're talking about Stardust? Stardust, Okay. Yeah. It also explains the Mark Strong. It does, because he's he's from that as well. He's in Stardust, yeah. Um, so is Henry Cavill. Yep. Oh, is he really? He is, and so is Daredevil. 
That must have been Henry Cavill, one of his first movies then, right? I think it was, yeah. he's. I, <laughs> I think say, he's one of the brothers. When you say Daredevil, <laughs> is Daredevil actually in the movie? <laughs> no, Char- Charlie Cox, um, who plays <laughs> who plays uh, Daredevil, is he's the main guy. Interestingly and Michelle enough. Michelle Pfeiffer. Stardust was a great film with a great cast, a lot of whom were already big, but even more of whom were not big at the time and went on to become big. Just last week, we were talking about the fact that the Academy has now introduced an Academy Award for Best Casting. This is a great example when I couldn't think of one of how do I separate an amazing cast from a movie I like. Argyle is a great example of that (laughs) because the cast of Argyle is, and you should look at the poster too in a second, but the cast is Henry Cavill, Dua Lipa, John Cena, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, Samuel L. Jackson. I don't think that's a spoiler. Uh, Sam fucking Rockwell, and then uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. The weird thing is, if you look at the poster, there's like, they have all the cast in like a V shape. Like I a, see it. I'm looking at the poster right look now. Look where Bryce Dallas Howard is in that in that lineup. She yeah. looks like she's like a third or second tier character in that. She's like 90% of the movie is her on screen. She's the vast, vast majority of that. To film. call her the lead would be an understatement. Yes. Know? I mean, you know. Yeah, she, she's, she's not a- the title character. Wink. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, but she she is she is if she's not in the scene, it's not a scene in the movie. I can't think of maybe a couple Brian Cranston scenes, maybe. But the the movie and the marketing for it, it's trying to walk the line between not telling you everything and like saving some surprises while also giving you an idea, an accurate idea of what the movie is. It's everything that a really campy Matthew Vaughn's spy thriller should be. I can't say that everything about the movie makes sense because it doesn't. So don't think too hard about it. I Literally, I asked Ashley afterwards, what were they trying to do? Like in the movie, <laughs> they're very deliberately like fighting their way through stuff. And I was like, what are they fighting their way towards? She goes, this thing. I go, nope. That was earlier in the movie. When they're in this place, what are they trying to get? She's like. I don't know. It's, it's like, like shouldn't thing. you? And then shouldn't you know? They're, or they're they've, they've never trying to get this thing. Okay, but why is the bad guy trying to get this thing? <laughs> and it's like, well, because they. Hmm. But if you don't think too hard, and it's a movie that also plays a lot on the expectations of like spy tropes and things like that. I think that if you go into it willing to have fun, you're gonna enjoy it. It doesn't take itself too seriously. No. That was one of the no. issues that I had with the uh, the Amazon Prime show Citadel, which uh, similarly pulls out every single trope in uh, the spy playbook. But it takes itself really seriously in doing so. And so some of it fell flat. I feel like this was just, let's have a good time. We're all here to have a good time. Um, and it was it was interesting to me to be sitting in a movie theater and then watch the Apple logo up on the big screen. Yeah. That, that was, was interesting. That was really interesting. I, which I don't I don't think they should do that. I get why they do it, but I did feel like, oh, I'm watching a streaming movie in a movie theater, which there really isn't much of a difference. And in fact, in a lot of cases, streaming movies are higher budget and higher production value than what you consider to be traditional movies. It just felt a little weird. You know what, though? I think that this was a great theater experience movie because there's a lot of color. There's a lot of really cool, slick action. And I feel like the big screen on that did it some favors. Do you remember the period of time after the Nintendo was really popular and Super Mario Brothers was a big hit and then they made arcade games that were basically just the blown up version of the Nintendo Super I Mario do, Brothers? Yes. Felt like that to me. It did. It really felt like that. Like I was watching something that was like scaled up for the big screen. Interesting. Okay, so you feel like it might have almost looked better on a normal TV. 
listen, are you going to tell me that cat didn't like take you out of the moment? I mean, even in the trailer, okay, yeah, no, which the, is on the, a small the, screen. The cat was probably the weakest effect in the movie. Effect? It was also like, what was what was the... I, listen, I'm talking negatively about this. And it's just like, you really <laughs> enjoyed it. If uh, if you should... We've talked about this before. Ash and I have... We both play video games, which is amazing to be in a house where everyone plays video games, but everyone plays different video games. I actually think we're more different in terms of movies. Like, I was just talking about the uh, best casting Academy Award that's coming out. Weirdly enough, I can only think of two movies that would exemplify what that casting award be. Like one would be Argyle because it's amazing cast, amazing cast, amazing. And how did they put that together? Who the hell knows? But the movie was like, I don't think anything else in that movie will be nominated uh, for an Academy Award. The other side is a movie like Banshees of Inisherin, which is a movie that I would I take was going to call out yeah. Banshees of Inisherin because I remember when you watched that, you were going on and on about it and how amazing it was. And I've seen a couple of clips from it, but it is absolutely not my kind of film because you have to think. <laughs> every single person, every like main character in that movie was nominated for best actor or best supporting actor or best supporting actress. Uh, everybody, all four of the main leads were all nominated. So clearly that's an amazing casting thing. But it made me wonder if this Best Casting Academy Award will then keep movies like that from getting all the individual nominations, you know? I'm curious now. If, if they'll just throw them into a casting yeah. award instead. But it's weird to think of a category that would include both now Banshees of Minasheeran <laughs> and Argyle. <laughs> it's really bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, oh, a, I left out John Cena. Like, I'm leaving out people like that. I don't know if I mentioned him. Yeah, John Cena. I, I, I don't think we we did bring his name up, but yeah. he's in it. And for, for what he's in, he's he's fantastic. I know. I always like John Cena, though. He's got like a really, like a really like cool, chill dude uh, kind of charisma about him. I could watch Sam Rockwell in anything. Oh, he's he's in a magic. He's yeah. absolutely magic. The first um, Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah. He's great in everything. Like every, even like Iron Man two, what's he was his, great in that. What's my last name? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Galaxy Quest. He's fantastic. It's a very God, early so role for him. He's Galaxy so Quest. good he's in that. So good in, it. and th that was another stacked cast. Like that was a brilliant cast of people, and he still he just like stood out. He's See, really fantastic. That's like a send up. You had to have all the other movies. Like Galaxy Quest doesn't make sense without decades of star trek it does though because i didn't watch decades of star trek and i adore galaxy quest there are probably things about it there's probably a lot of nods that i miss yeah but it stands on its own as a fantastic film but you like you get cultural osmosis from things that skip their way and like we just talked about this with the flash dance dance that was in a nerds commercial in the super bowl there were people who were born 10 years after that even was out, you know, they, they were born in the nineties. They were telling us, I know what that is. Cause I saw Shrek. And they were, <laughs> it's like, if someone gets referenced enough, it can't die. You know? Yeah, I guess fair enough. Speaking of casts, uh, they just announced Bernie, the cast for the fantastic four. So who's movie. dragging who to see that one? We're, I think we're dragging each other to the theater for that one because that looks great. So, Fantastic Four, uh, they just announced- What looks great? Okay, go ahead. I'm thinking about a negative what? Nelly today. Wow. Oh my God. Okay, Ashley. so they announced- how many how many times are they going to have to make Fantastic Four before they realize that this one might not be convertible to the big screen? You I do like the aesthetic. I you, do like they're they're hitting on a like mid sixties you know or mid century aesthetic for all the posters and everything. All well, all one of the posters. Well, let me talk to you a little bit more about it. Please so, do. Uh, so Pedro Pascal, long rumored to be Reed Richards, that is now confirmed. Uh, Joseph Quinn, 
who we'll know as uh, the D&D rock star from the latest season of Stranger Things. He's going to be Johnny Storm. Vanessa Kirby, who, uh, if you've seen, uh, she was in The Crown. She was in Mission Impossible Fallout, and I believe she's in an upcoming Mission Impossible, although I will be honest, I'm not super familiar with her work because I haven't watched um, I haven't watched The Crown. Or, like, I've... <laughs> she's she's in movies Who the way you the and I watch movies. Uh, she is... Is she Diana? Is she played no, Sue Storm? No, that was um, played by Elizabeth Debicki. Okay. I think. No, in The Crown, she plays Princess Margaret. Yeah, okay. She's young Princess Margaret. Um, and then... <sighs> she's one of my favorites. And then uh, <laughs> um, Eben Moss uh, Backrack, who uh, a lot of people will know from... Um, the TV series The Bear that everyone's talking about these days. I haven't. Seen, I got to see that because it's. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I've heard nothing but good things. Nothing but good things. Yeah. Um, it's been like winning awards and stuff. Uh, All I can say about Fantastic Four is this: um, casting, I think, is really important. The weird thing about it is, I think they've already cast really good people as some of those characters, and the movies haven't been great. Like, I think Chris Evans was great as Johnny Storm as Human Torch. And I think out of all the casting they've ever done in any Marvel movie, cinematic universe, or whatever the other ones are, they did have the perfect Ben Grimm. They had Michael Chiklis playing Ben Grimm, and I could not imagine anyone better than that, and it still didn't work out great. So we'll, we'll see what happens. How do you feel about Pedro Pascal as uh, Mr. Fantastic? Do you care at all, Reed Richards? Uh, I like Pedro Pascal. This feels very much like Pedro Pascal's, this is, this is the era of Pedro Pascal. Uh, if he can pull it off, Great. I, I I wouldn't have called him in that role, but I also don't bet against Marvel casting. The big one that if they're going to introduce a major villain in the MCU, this is the place to do it, is Doctor Doom. And the front runners they're saying for Doctor Doom could be uh, Killian Murphy or... Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen, I, right. the other one that I've heard. Yeah, but he's already in the Marvel Universe. I, it doesn't stop anybody because um, one of the... Um, I think one of the characters... Chris Evans was Human Torch and he became Captain America. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, an Eben Moss Backrack was in Daredevil. Oh, really? Yeah, he was. Uh, he played a hacker character in the Daredevil series. So was he the hacker for Daredevil in Stardust? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, not Daredevil. It was the Punisher series. Okay. But so that is the cast. It looks like it's 1960s and the director is Matt Shackman. Here's where we might catch you, Bernie. Um, if that name sounds familiar, it's because he did WandaVision. Oh, that'll be great. So okay. between okay. the 1960s looking aesthetic and uh, the work that he did on WandaVision, I feel like the first, uh, the early episodes of WandaVision where it was really leaning into that aesthetic the hardest were absolutely fantastic. It's tied to Matthew Vaughn, <laughs> like brings it back. <laughs> brings it back around with WandaVision. WandaVision, uh, was WandaVision the first time that they started to hint at the fact that they might combine the Fox Marvel Universe and the MCU. How, how long are they going to tease this one goddamn thing? But they put uh, they put uh, Wanda's brother, uh, what's his name? Quicksil Quicksilver. <laughs> but they, but you know they, what I was thinking in my head? I was thinking Speed Racer. <laughs> my brain's not working this morning. Um, yeah, but they but instead of Aaron Taylor. <laughs> <Speed Racer. laughs> But instead of Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, they brought in right. the the Quicksilver from the Fox movies. Both of both the Quicksilvers, so, both of them were so good. Both of them were in Kickass too. They're, oh my yeah. god, you're right. Matthew Vaughn has great cast, so there's a weird connection there. That brings me back around though, because I just watched the Marvels, and not to spoil anything, but they did another tease of the X Men coming to the MCU. 
That's this has been how course. long? That's how long? <laughs> just do it. Just do it for en- God's en- sake. Enough foreplay. Put it in. See, um, Ashley, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Good Lord. How much do we need? Come on. The- well, the, the other thing about this, though, is they did push the movie back a little bit. So it was going to be releasing earlier in 2025. Now it's July 2025. And they're bringing up Thunder. Wait, wait, wait. Thunder? Fantastic Force 2025? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Oh. July okay. 2025. Okay. Um, and they're bringing up Thunderbolts? Yeah. Thundercats? <laughs> um, to May 2025. So I think they're sort of s- swapping spots or something. I have I have learned not to criticize su- you know superhero casting because so far so good on everything. Like every the thing that always bothers me in superhero movies is like everybody always freaks out whenever they cast a new Joker and it's always okay. It's always fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like they just put out um, new stills from Joker 2, which is a musical featuring Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. I learned something about this. I didn't know this. Uh, if you follow comics, you probably know this really well. I never, ever read DC comics at all. So I don't know. I really know very little about the DC universe. Um, all the, other than the fact that Superman can't be beaten. That's all I know, basically. Um, Harley Quinn was not a comic book character. She was created for the Batman animated series. Really? Yeah. She was a completely new original character for that TV show, which apparently is beloved. And she was never in the comics at all. And then, well, ever at all? or Well, then they, did she, they made a lot of comics once she became very okay. popular. Okay, that Which is sense. weird, because I would have thought she, just from cultural osmosis, I would have thought she was an enormous character in the DC universe, uh, because Kevin Smith named his daughter after Harley Quinn. Yeah, I wow. think he named her Harley Quinn Smith. That's her name. I assumed it was from Harley Quinn, the character, but maybe it's just from the, the word Harlequin. Maybe you know? he was naming her after the Harlequin romance novel line. Well, it's a word, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I have to look that up now too, but Ashley, it's really, our relationship is very weird of the things we drag each other to, because I'll drag you to something like Banshees of Inishirin. And then you just say, I'm not going to see that. Nah. (laughs) No. And then of all, of all, like, this is the exact opposite of most relationships in the world. You're the one that always drags me to go see a Fast and the Furious movie or very specifically, (laughs) what's the franchise you always drag me to go see that I don't want to see? John Wick. <laughs> Every time a John Wick movie comes out, she's like, I'm so excited. I'm like, you've seen this movie. <laughs> you've I know. Seen this but movie. now I get to see another one. It's the same movie every time. Every time. I do not understand the fascination with these movies. How many times can you see a guy get shot in the head? I got to learn a lot more about the uh, the mythos of assassin world where everyone in New York is an assassin. You're good. Please. Oh, uh, you know, what are they going to do now? Did, did uh, Lance Reddick's character in the movie die, the concierge? He uh, was in the last one, right? Well, here's the other thing, too, is they, they announced a prequel series. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> the Continental. Is it all knives? Um, in New York. Is there no so, guns? It's all swords. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's just before, you know, John Wick blows up the Continental. Uh, and um, I don't know what they're going to do about that. The, there's another movie as well, Ballerina, that's uh, going to be Anna de Armas. Um, but I think it's oh, it's, she's great. She was great. John in Bond, Wick, the last Bond. She was really great in that. She's a lot of fun. I yeah, like her as well. She's yeah. got, she's got a very similar sort of uh, really fun charisma to her. She should do a movie with John Cena. The two of them could charisma the hell out of that screen. He was great. It was interesting. I, I do. We were commenting on this yesterday. Uh, we're talking a lot about movies today, so let's just finish off talking about movies today. I was commenting that it was really cool to see Henry Cavill and John Cena in a scene together because when I was growing up. 
the big action stars were never in anything together. Like you would never see Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie with Sylvester Stallone or Jean-Claude Van Damme or whoever was the big, or Chuck Norris or whoever was the big guy. They always had like these weird, like big, like public rivalries going on. Yeah. And now people get that kind of thing all the time. Like Fast and the Furious, you have like Jason Statham and The Rock in them. There's weird stuff like they have contractual like, obligations. Yeah, like I can't lose a fight. And so, <laughs> well, you also like all of the all the old action guys who had the beef. Now they're like, ah, oh, we do movies together. Now they do. Yeah. Now, yeah. But I would have liked that. Would just, have been have been cool to have the big team ups. Like if Sylvester Stallone had been one of the Terminators from the future, that'd have been fucking cool. It would have been cool, but yeah. it might have been just you know, uh, I don't know, either like a Hollywood cultural Hollywood cultural thing at the time, or just. You know, the way people perceive action stars has changed now and they don't have to be oozing testosterone and punching everything all the time. They can be bros. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I always think, too, when I look back at that, why wasn't Dolph Lundgren a bigger star? Because was it mainly because of his accent? Maybe he didn't want to be. Is that what it was? I I don't know. But it's entirely possible because I think... Uh, all the ingredients were there if he wanted it. But uh, he's also absolutely brilliant. Isn't he like an astrophysicist or something? Yeah, he's got like doctorates and things like that. So He's maybe, a brilliant guy. So maybe he just didn't want that to be his whole life. Yeah, I guess not. But man, he's amazing in Rocky Four. Like, it's incredible. But it probably was too. It's the 80s. So the audience is just, I, well, you know, I was going to say, they wouldn't be tolerant of someone with an accent. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger had a big accent, but maybe it was just because, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just. We will be cruel to the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You, so if you want to go see, listen, if you like Kingsman, you've liked all the Kingsman movies so far. Uh, but And you don't have to have liked the prequel one. I liked Bullet Train. A lot of people didn't like Bullet Train. I loved Bullet Train. I think it's really similar to that. And I can't tell you, it's one of those movies where I can't tell you why I was perfectly fine with Bullet Train. And I was like wondering why isn't Argyle ending right now? You know, <laughs> like five or, five or six times while watching it. But I, I mean, it's also not doing well. Like, it's, no, yeah. it's not doing well either critically or commercially. But that doesn't stop me from enjoying it. Yeah, uh, you know, Madam Web is getting hammered. Yeah, critically, by the way. Yeah, so. By the way, that that movie theater when we came out though, because we saw an early movie. That lobby was filled with people going to see Madam Web. It was. So uh, we'll see how that ends up doing. Maybe it'll maybe it'll buck the critical trend, but I don't know, man. Yeah, so we had a fun adventure yesterday. We went and dropped off our car to be looked at and inspected and just have routine maintenance done. And they do a cool thing in Scotland uh, where they will video your car. It's a, it's a common thing they do here. No matter where we've taken our car, they do a video walk around and they send you the video of like underneath your car, show you the tread on your tire, and they do like a whole vlog about your car, which maybe they do that in some places in the U.S., but I've never run into that before, which is really cool. And they have like a whole – every different garage seems to have their own website where this is a standard thing they do. So I, I don't know. I always thought that was really cool. Yeah, it is. It feels um, it feels like of the future. Yeah, or it's like it's inclusive. Like I get to, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that tread does look like it's going to go in the next six months. You're right. And then we ran into another weird problem, Ashley. Um, this is probably just you know us living in rural Scotland. Uh, we drove into Aberdeen, uh, which is one of the cities that we can go to. And we thought, oh, we'll drop off the car. We'll just pick up a ride share. There was no ride share, any services in that city. But uh, it was fine. We ended up figuring out the the local bus system, and that was a nice time. Super easy. It and actually it, worked great, too. I uh, know. It's in the Americans in us, right? Instead of spending, like, probably 40 bucks or whatever on a Uber ride, we ended up spending three 
pounds to ride the bus across the city, and it was easier. I mean, we did a little bit more walking, but that's never a bad thing, right? No, never a bad thing. All right. Well, that does it for our Valentine's Day (laughs) recap. There is an Xbox presentation later tonight. We'll probably be talking about that tomorrow. We hope you have an amazing rest of your Thursday. We will be back Friday to talk to you. We hope you'll be here as well. Bye, everybody.